Hi everyone, this is Abhishek from Shake the Cosmos and today's guest is Jessica Shanann. Hi, Hi Jessica. Hey. How, how are you? Good, good to be here. Thanks for making the time to hang out and record this podcast. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. I'm excited for it. Yeah, um, it gave me an excuse to come out to Del Mar and, and see the ocean a little bit as well. So Yeah, <laughs> as we're sitting here, Abhishek can see the ocean right now. <laughs> you can. Right there. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like we've come at sort of an opportune time where you've got a lot of changes happening already and exciting stuff. And you've been sharing some of that with me. So uh, what are some things you're excited about right now that are happening? Ooh, a lot. Um, one is my own transformation. Mm. That's always happening. And I'm going through a big leap right now. And it's January 2020. So I think a lot of people... A lot of my friends, at least, people I've been in contact with have felt like huge shifts of their own in 2020. And even literally this morning, I was telling you earlier that I had a transforming conversation this morning. So it's happening like almost daily. So I'm excited about that because I think when the force is strong in that way and you let it run through you and you allow it to not just allow it to be, but go with it, that's like the most... I don't know. It's just very powerful. It's almost in a way effortless because you have to in a way. Um, but I guess you don't have to. It's always a choice. <laughs> um, so that, uh, my own career transformation as well. So I'm actually transitioning. I'll never be completely out of the personal growth, personal development space ever. As a matter of fact, I intend on marrying it with anything and everything I do for the rest of my life because it's just at the core of who I am and how I've always been since as far back as I can remember. Um, but I am jumping into a new, um, role starting February. Congrats. Thank you (laughs) that I'm very excited about. And career wise, my life has been like, it's felt very in transition actually for roughly the last five years. So I've had some stability, um, there, but as an entrepreneur, you know, stability (laughs) is kind of funny and, um, it's a funny thing. It's a little elusive. It's a, you know, we, we know it's an illusion. And um, so I'm excited to jump into this next thing because I think a lot of people, especially, you know, in our age range today and, you know, if we're talking about like millennials and the generations younger than them um, and even maybe a little bit older as well, there's a fad. I think personally, I see it as a fad of like people leaving their corporate jobs and going to start their own thing. And I think that it's actually very important. It's deeper than a fad, right? Fad's not the right word for it, but it's an important transition because we've come from like these mom and pop shops to huge corporate conglomerates, like the Walmarts and the Amazons and all those guys. And now we're actually making a new transition back to mom and pop. It just looks different, right? It's digital. So that's really an exciting thing. And I've been in that transition for the last five years and I'm actually transitioning out into corporate, funny enough, um, as my own personal growth, um, it's, it's personal growth decision Mm -hmm. as well as a combination personal financial growth decision. So, um, I'm excited about that. Uh, and lots to come. My sister's having a baby soon. One of my best friends is having a baby soon. Um, I'm going to an amazing, like, big wedding this weekend. It's like a three-day-long awesome wedding in L.A., Beverly Hills. So lots of cool things happening. Wow. Yeah. I think the audience is really jealous now <laughs> of all these happenings in your life. 
I'm very uh, lucky. <laughs> um, so I'm just picking up on one one of the things you said is you're going back to you're going into the corporate world uh, into an exciting sales role. Uh, for the audience, uh, I just want to give some more context. Your background uh, on, I guess you know, there's this whole connection queen mm-hmm. um, that comes up the phrase. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you tell me a little bit more what you were doing before? Yeah, absolutely. I love Connection Queen, by the way. Like, I love that brand and I love what it stands for. Um, so when I left college, um, my father is actually, a, as far as the design world, he's a fairly famous industrial designer. Um, he built a, his company from the ground up in Canada, became one of the best known designers in the world and brought his company here to San Diego. Lucky me. I got to move when I was 15 because my parents decided they wanted to live in a warmer climate. So we did. And, um, so from originally from Montreal, Canada. Mm. And, um, and so when I, in my junior year of college, I left, uh, to travel for a while after that came back and going through my senior year, I had done the internships and the jobs and all that stuff. Going through my senior year, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I studied business because I was one of those people that studied business because I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, and business felt safe. So my dad said that he wanted me to come work for him. So one of my internships two summers prior was working with him because I, again, had traveled. I came back, and by the time I came back, all the internships that I had applied for were gone. So he and I worked together just for the hell of it, and it was really fun. I had a great time working with him. And so You were... Helping him out with the different projects? Or with like... his projects, yeah, at his company. Oh, wow. Yeah, in a San Diego <laughs> office. So um, so I didn't realize at the time that his intention was actually to sell his company um, by the time I graduated and he wanted to start something new. So he okay. and I actually started something upon my graduation. We started a uh, a different version of what he had before just me and him in the office. It was great. It was so fun. I was like one of those people that couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't wait to stay late at the office. Cause yeah. I just like, I, you know, couldn't wait to be a grown up, if you will. I guess, yeah. I, had, I guess by that point I still hadn't felt fully like, you people know, come to you and be like, Hey, it's, it's eight o'clock. Yeah. You, can go. Go. <laughs> you can go. They were doing that all like all the way up until I left my dad's office. By and the way, this is San Diego. This is San Diego. San Diego. Okay. Where the work I ethic like... is like, you leave a force so and go surf. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. So you're like, yeah. yeah, definitely breaking the work ethic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's exciting. So new com- new foundation. Brand new company. With your, with your dad. Right. And to make many years shorter, I was with him for eight years. So essentially at a startup for eight years. And oh, we wow. actually started a new startup within the startup in those eight years. This so, is like inception at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was amazing. I worked That's on everything gross. from yeah. tons. I worked on everything from... Um, Baby products, honestly, it was so funny when I was 25, my friends who were older were having babies and I needed to use them as test subjects. It was hilarious. I know, I was 25 working on baby products, but it was great. We did a great job. Um, did you offer them something? Or like, Are they still your friends? <laughs> as a matter of fact, they are. They are? Okay, <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, many of whom I saw last month. Oh, perfect. Uh, That's I know. Great. They're That's great. great. Um, yeah, so I worked on everything from baby products to you know companies like Qualcomm coming to us saying... Hey, we have this technology. How do we make it consumable? How do we sell it? Because um, Qualcomm is not usually B to C; they're usually B to B. So they wanted to go B to C, and they came to us for some of that work, which was really cool. Um, and I worked on medical devices. Um, you know, so I worked on a lot of amazing things. But the whole time that I was there, and my dad knew this, right? So 
the whole time I was there, my dad knew that I felt like I had this itch and I felt like this wasn't the right place for me. But it was quote unquote safe. And I, he actually was probably harder on me than he was on anybody else or e- equal or harder on me. But I appreciated that and it was good because I remember before we hired our first employee outside of me, I just said, like, you got to treat me equally. And he even, like, we both wanted to have the same conversation. It was great. So, um, but there is obviously more flexibility when you work for family. And so it, it has its pros and its cons. But ultimately, I loved working with him. And Would you say he's also, like, a mentor at this point? Or Of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, he was my first mentor, I mean, my whole life, of course, yeah. Um, also I took mentorship from some of the people that we worked for. Mm. So the people who hired us, I would be in all those meetings and without them really knowing I was learning from them, you know, I guess kind of just learning through the work. Um, but personal growth, just to give you a little background on my own personality, personal growth has always been a huge thing for me. I remember being like as young as five, that's really as far back as I can remember, but my early ages, like before I even hit 10, I remember having conversations with my sister and like any time an argument would pop up um, between me and my sister or me and a parent, I would always like after things were said and done and settled down, I would always go back to them and say, you know, what was it that made you so upset or how can we avoid this next time? And here's the thing. I was usually met with a response that went something like, just, I'm over it already, move on, get over it, something like that. So my family were completely different, all of them. So it was me, my sister, and my two parents as our core family. And so I was never met with that same desire to kind of dive into, hey, what happened? So we don't have to go there again or so we can resolve the core issue. Um, but that being at my core since birth, um, I always looked at, every situation as a growth experience and as a learning experience, even today. So I knew just in my core that I had to leave. Um, There were signs inside me, such as like just these feelings of knowing that I will never have the relationship that I want if I don't grow in this way. I will never have just the happiness. I, I might make the money, but I'll never have the happiness that I want because I won't have grown in the way that I know that I need to grow now. And so that is the straight reason why I left the company. There was no conflict. There was no bad vibes, like nothing wrong. It was, that was just why I left. And so on my 30th birthday, my dad knew it was coming. (laughs) And so, um, let's say November, December, January, February, like three months after that, I left. Um, I made the beautiful mistake of not having any, net financial net underneath me when I left thinking I'm going to start a coaching business and knowing that I had a lot of friends at that time anyway who were already in the coaching field they were successful enough to at least support themselves and a little bit then some Um, I had seen like other people be extremely successful in the field I didn't know why they were successful but I just knew that it was possible so I hired a coach and uh, took that year to try to build my first coaching business, I probably had like 10 clients total. Like it was not successful as far as supporting me financially, but it was very successful as far as learning experience. Mm -hmm. Right. So after that, I went to look for another job. Um, I had only known the startup world. 
So I was very comfortable in the startup world. Um, I had applied to a lot of different things. Um, I think like marketing and feel free to like interrupt me if. All right. So the coaching business started and you've got 10 clients and Mm -hmm. um, this coach that's helping you also. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. Uh, But there's something itching sounds like that you're not this learning, but it's not generating enough revenue that. Right. So, so there was something misaligned inside of me, right? Again, in my gut feeling like there's something not aligned as well as usually that results externally as well when things are not aligned in a relationship and business, whatever. Mm. So, um, so I decided to go get another job, which I did. I got another job at another, another startup and eventually left that startup because I completely disagreed with how the CEO was running it. And as spoiled as that sounds, if we had time for me to give you the whole history, you'd be shocked. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I was very proud of that because again, it's not that I, I wouldn't necessarily suggest anybody like jump off the cliff without having a net secure underneath you. As a matter of fact, I would suggest most people don't do that. Um, But I've also heard 1 million times people suggesting, hey, don't do that. But I did, (laughs) you know, like, so I can say whatever I want until the cows come home. People are going to do what they're going to do. I'm just saying it's not necessary to have that financial stress. It's not a necessity. What is a necessity is that you actually get started on your business, regardless of the financial situation that you're in and the worst situation that you're in. So for a lot of people, they want to start something on the side of their full-time job, but they don't because they don't give it the time because by the time they get to it, they're tired. Your friends want to go out, whatever it is, and you just need to give it the time. So yeah. I'm just going to backtrack a little bit. So you've got coaching business and now you transitioned into a startup and you said, you know, it was about a year long. Any like learnings that came out of that, that were... Besides what I just shared? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. Because so, you pivoted essentially. That's, that's the story I'm telling myself. I did pivot. Yeah. Um, you mean the pivot back into a startup? Yeah. Yeah. So, gosh. Um, yeah, I think probably if I was going to offer any one thing from that experience, which obviously there's a lot, I would say that when you are want like when you are starting a business, no matter what kind of business it is, you, you need to have a period where you will test and verify your product or your service. You must have that period. You don't know how long that's going to take because you're dealing with a combination of other people, technology, uh, changes in the marketplace, and learning who not only what is your product going to be, but who are you going to sell it to? How are you going to sell it to them? Like All of this stuff needs to come into play before you will actually be able to create a successful business. Um, And so like, that's probably the number one thing that I learned was like, the stuff is obvious, right? It's would seem obvious to me. If you had said this to me 10 years ago, I'd be like, yeah, that sounds really like, uh, duh. (laughs) But I do think that a lot of people jump without um, doing that basic groundwork. I think, I think you're right. Cause um, I mean, even in my own current situation, I hear a lot of feedback and I still have to keep a focus on who my customers are and what are they saying versus what my entire friend, friend network is saying. A hundred. Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. Um, 
But I, and I think you bring up an inter- important point that there are a lot of people who run into that, and especially small businesses. Um, so if they follow your advice around, I think you said test and what was it? Learn who your market is. Learn who your market. Nail is. down your product. Nail yeah. down your service. Learn your who your market is. Learn how to connect with them. So the kinds of copy that they connect with. Do they are they receive? Um, do they receive your emails well, or do they receive your YouTube better, or like decide how and where you want to market to them? Yeah. Um, and then like you'll start seeing money coming through the door, cons- more consistently because you'll be able to build a machine around that. So you're really only able to systematize money generating activities and automate them when you know those key things. I mean, and those are just the basics, right? There are lots of other things you need to to learn, but the basics are who's your customer, what is your product or service, and how are you selling it to them? And are they buying it there? Mm -hmm. How are they buying it? Um, And then you can automate. Uh, Yeah. And then like for me, I just, like I said, jumped off the cliff without really knowing any of those things. And wish that I had given myself more runway to learn what that would be. Yeah. Well, yeah. thanks for sharing that because I think that's um, that's important for small businesses then to have that mindset. Yeah. Um, so now you're now you're again going from coaching to startup world. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what are, what are you helping them now with? Um, I was helping them with marketing and sales. So they hired me at first for marketing and then they saw my personality and I was kind of naturally bringing in like interesting people. Mm. So interesting leads. So um, they put me in sales and they switched. (laughs) They put the marketing guy in my role or the, sorry, the sales guy in my role and me in his role. So yeah, that was fun. Um, So that's what I was doing for them. And what's really interesting actually about that transition is that they didn't have their product or service or market nailed either. And I was not only able to see this from the experience that I had, but um, I could see that our CEO was kind of going in circles and there was no end to that circle. How do, how can people see that? Because I mean, I've heard this multiple times from other people who work at startups too. Like there was sometimes like, oh, I was at the startup and I could just tell like the users were not getting it, but the leadership was just not seeing it or what is it? What is it about that experience? Uh, I haven't worked <laughs> at a startup myself. So, yeah. Um, Cause it sounds like you had an insight already. I did. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately there was one person on our leadership team who really understood it, but he wasn't there as often as our CEO. Okay. So um what were the signs you're asking? Like, how did I know? Yeah. So it, yeah. It's really easy to tell when people are not engaging with your product. I mean, we had a, what do you mean? Like, app. does the revenue not show? <laughs> we weren't sure. even doing it for revenue yet. Like we okay. had plenty of funding. So yeah. the money actually didn't matter at that point. What mattered was proof of concept. Are people going to use it? And are they getting results from it? And we were, we successfully got it into many hands like yeah. hundreds of hands, but very unsuccessfully kept them as users um, beyond like seven days. Yeah, I think you're really pointing at something. I guess I'm realizing I'm catching myself is like it's really obvious question. What wasn't working was like people weren't engaging. People weren't engaging, yeah. And sometimes I guess people can forget that. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. 
So now is there, was there another pivot coming up after this startup to... Yeah, so um, I left the startup. So I'd actually sold my condo at the time um, at the top of top of the market, which is really amazing. <laughs> Yay. Um, so I had money to uh, live off of um, and then some, which was felt really good. So I left and I just knew that wherever I ended up next... Um, I just, I knew I had learned so much from that experience and that I didn't want to be at another company where, um, I knew the leadership mattered a lot to me. Like if I was going to go work for somebody else, the leadership had to be what I wanted. Um, and how can you tell, like, I'm just trying to like somebody who's interviewing. I'll tell you exactly how I can tell. Okay. So since then. Let's fast forward like three years. <laughs> since then, I have, since leaving that startup, I have traveled, started, restarted my own coaching business completely differently, was much more successful at that, realized, you know what, this still doesn't feel totally aligned and I can do more. Hey everyone, thank you for listening. Please hit the subscribe button. We'll be back next week for part two of Shake the Cosmos with Jess Shanann.